When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every Pokemon episode ever podcast is now on YouTube. Go on YouTube and search every Pokemon episode ever podcast and click that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast, or hashtag EPEEP for short. I am your host, Wrestling Chris G, and on the other line with me is my beautiful co-host, the one that swims to the bottom of the sea. It's good old Dougie Fresh. Dougie Man, how you doing? I don't like to go that far down. My ears pop. <laughs> Yeah, uh, me either. I I mean I can go down a little bit, but then once once the the water starts rushing into my ear and it starts giving me a headache and an earache yeah. and yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. It's a it's a horrible night. But today's episode sixty one, Doug. Happy sixty one day. What's the significance of sixty one? Absolutely nothing. Gotcha. <laughs> but today is episode 61 called The Misty Mermaid, or translated um, from Japan, is Hanada Gym Underwater Battle. Jesus they are, Christ. <laughs> they are straight to the point, Doug. Well, they are, but <laughs> I guess the question is should they be? <laughs> Well, that, my answer would be no. Well, they, <laughs> they definitely are straight to the point this week uh, because we do have nothing other than a gym battle. I mean, not a gym battle, an underwater battle in the, in today's episode. So call it what it is. It's fucking filler. Yeah, <laughs> filler. Filler is is the easy way to go about it but yeah um today's who's that pokemon as well is horsey horsey uh no it wasn't right no it wasn't i'm no so, it wasn't. I, I am so sorry everybody that would have made sense it would have um it was club it, it was clefairy which yeah. is dumb because that should be next next week, week. yeah um, today was Clefairy. I was looking at the wrong one, everybody. But yeah, um, today's Who's That Pokemon is Clefairy. But it is horsey in Japan. Well, so, see, but that makes sense. Yes, it does. But horsey was in an episode that made no sense, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, hor well, horsey was last week in the Blastoise episode. Well, yeah, but she was. it was before that as well, I think. I think we're at a point where they're doubling up. Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> so <clears throat> I should probably get the episode up. <laughs> you you want to know the significance of of this stuff? Okay, I would I would love it. All right. So fun fact here, everybody. So um, 
I don't know if things just got mixed up when they were doing the who's that Pokemon. But um, on last week's episode with Blastoise, um, Horsey in America was our who's that Pokemon. But of course, they had Blastoise themselves. This week, they have Horsey and we have Clefable. Next week, they have Clefairy and we have Arcanine. The week after that, they have Arcanine, and we have Mr. Mime. And then the following week, they have Mr. Mime, and we have Jinx. Like, it's like they, they're they a week off <laughs> on the Who's That Pokemon in America. And it's kind of messed up. Well, it is, because, I mean, if for no other reason than it would make sense otherwise. Like, there just had to be, like you said, like, Something was skipped in production or something. Yeah, because uh, literally, well, okay. The only way that I can salvage this is they're foreshadowing the Pokemon that's going to highlight uh, next week's episode. But that doesn't, because, but they're doing it in the middle of the episode. Yes, they are. It would be different if that was like, you know, the last break before, well, no, it be, if there was a break before they came back and did like the Pokemon jukebox or something. Yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right, but it seems like they do this for quite some time. Actually, yeah, they do this for a while. Um, there, it, and then, and then we get to get into, the Orange Islands and things are just all over the place. So yeah, we we don't. <laughs> uh, apparently, the U.S. just said fuck it, and they just put any Pokemon in the Who's That Pokemon. They said, "Who's really watching the commercials anyway? They're going to the bathroom. They're getting a snack." I was about to say. So yeah, it's 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 weird, people. It's weird. But um, how how have you been doing, Doug? <clears throat> Uh, you know, not bad. Uh, can't complain. Um, just kind of knocking these episodes out. For real. Um, this has become the new norm for us, trying to get, at least get out two episodes at a time that we can. And doing that, um, we are really ahead. I, I couldn't even tell you. Um, let's see. So we're recording episode 61 today. And I believe we just put out um, an episode. Let's see. This should be very easy to do. Bum, bum, bum. How far ahead are we? We're about 10 episodes ahead. Because according to this, we have just released episode 52. So we're nine episodes. Well, we're 10. Because we, we haven't even released the Mewtwo um strikes back movie so we are 10 episodes ahead right now yeah okay jesus christ uh so how did that happen i i have no idea but we are we're really ahead so let's keep it that way doug (laughs) um but this episode aired september 3rd 1998 and here in japan and here in the states 
um, premieres September 23rd, 1999. Did you have anything that you wanted to chit chat about, Doug, before we get into our history moment? No, should I? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> so, all right. So September 23rd, Doug, and you actually made me do my homework off air. So I, I got a little bit of homework um, that I'm going to present here to the audience. But uh, on this day in 1846, astronomer Johann Gaffrey Gale uh, was the first person to ever observe the planet Neptune, Doug. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So we saw Neptune in the 1800s. And I have a few um, fun facts here that I can talk about, about good old Neptune, some, some of which I had no idea about. But um, according to NASA, Neptune is about four times wider than our planet Earth. And it says, Earth were a large apple, Neptune would be the size of a basketball. Holy shit. Wow. So that's how much bigger Neptune is. It says, let's see, Neptune also orbits our sun and is the eighth planet from the sun at a distance of 2.8 billion miles. Um, Knowing that it's the eighth planet from the sun, I kind of knew that. And you might call me uh, or say that I'm bullshitting, but um, my daughter loves this TV show called Blues, Clues, and You. And they have a whole episode that my daughter loves um, talking about the solar system. And they sing a song in it, which I'm not going to sing right now. But, uh, but yeah, that... That's part of their song is talking about that. And um, one third and final fact that I'm going to give is that, let's see, Neptune takes about 16 hours to rotate once and it takes 165 Earth years, so 165 years for us to orbit the sun once. And orbiting the sun once would um, they have classified as one Neptunian year. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even live to be one years old if I was on Neptune, Doug. Well, that and, you know, lack of oxygen and, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Yes. But, um but to answer your question from off-air, Doug, um, it does not have any rings. So. Well, I knew that. I was just trying to... <laughs> because I know you. <laughs> and I haven't really forgiven you for that baseball one that you did early on. Where you literally just read the little two-sentence blurb and passed the ball over. Just to jump me one time. Because I think that might have been the first time you jumped me. <laughs> does it still burn doug a little bit a little bit a little bit so i'm gonna I make you tell. work for it which is not a bad thing because if if the fine listeners remember last week's episode i basically gave a little mini biography on our old pal pag ant whistle <laughs> 
Yes. So a little bit of backstory and a little bit of fleshing out doesn't hurt anybody once in a while. But to be honest, I'm actually glad you did that because I was reading um, Johan's name wrong and I was calling him Johanna. And you were calling him a girl. And you were, <laughs> you, you, wanna, like a... you wanna know why I called him a girl? Because when I when I Googled on this day, September twenty-third, a picture of a girl um came up on the a black and white picture of a female came up on the screen talking about astronomer Johan Godfrey Gale. Like, what? Yes. So if you guys Google it, you will see what came up for me. And you you probably, too, would have made that assumption just glancing down at the name. So, yes. Well. Well. So, Dougie, man. Dougie, my buddy. What happened with you? Because you told me that you're not going to tell me until we're on the air. What is it? Doug? Well, no, that was more that was more. um in relation to next week. Um, uh, yeah, I got, yeah, I, I would have told you about this one. Um, (laughs) of course it's the one next week. I'm not, I wouldn't tell you about. Um, so on this day, September 23rd, 1962, the Jetsons premiere on ABC. Get the fuck out of here. In 1962, 1962. Why don't they have that as a big thing on the On This Day website? I'm going to file a complaint, Doug. It's in there. It's it's on the highlights. Of, of OnThisDay.com? Yeah. Bullshit. I'm looking. It, it jumps from 1961. Oh, wait. Never mind. Ah, ah, ne- ah. Never, never. I'm looking. I'm looking right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. No, I, I, I clicked my September 23rd that I was like, but because I'm on next week's uh, one that I have. And on the 25th, it jumps from 1961 to 1965. And I was like, bullshit. I'm looking right at it. Right. <laughs> All right. You're right, Doug. You're right. So right. the Jetsons is the futuristic counterpart to the Stone Age Flintstones. And this is also significant because this was the first television show to be broadcast in color on ABC. Really? This was uh-huh. the, the the Jetsons was the first color thing on ABC? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so why do you do you do you would you happen to know why um that was the premier color thing or um did you not dig that far? I didn't dig that far. Um, that, I can, that, that's I can, pretty fascinating. Um, I can guess that. Because they had a lot be, of talk shows back then. Well, I'm just, you know, and I'm just kind of taking a quick glance of the, uh, of the wiki. Okay. Everybody's, everybody's pal, Uncle Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> it said that ABC only had a handful of sitcoms in general that were capable of broadcasting in color in the early 1960s. Um, Gotcha. 
it goes on to state that the Flintstones were, were always meant to be in color. I would imagine that, like, the Jetsons as a show, um, as colorful and as lively as it is, wouldn't necessarily translate as well in black and white. Well, I don't think it would either because because I, 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 I'm one where I, I will watch the Jetsons. And I honestly still to this day, um, if it's on if it's on Boomerang late at night or um, sometime during the day, I'll, I'll turn it on. There's nothing wrong with it, even though I, Boomerang makes me feel extra old. So I tend to not watch Boomerang as much anymore because they put all of our shows that me and you grew up on. I'm boomerang now, Doug. Oh, you can't be putting Johnny Bravo on boomerang. Oh, Johnny Bo- Johnny Bravo's on boomerang. Dexter's Laboratory's on boomerang. The Powerpuff Girls is on boomerang. All of that is on boomerang. You know, that's supposed to be getting one of those um, CW reboots. What is it? Oh, the Powerpuff Girls, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I've seen it. I've seen the girls. They've very sexualized... The Powerpuff Girls, um, and it's starring you. So I think you should you should be. <laughs> it is not starring me. You should be more than happy to be watched. This should be like on the top of your list. Nah, you you don't fuck with the originals, the OG. I'm 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 fine with them bringing back certain shows if they're gonna do it right. But I'm gonna watch the first episode. But something tells me they didn't do it right. Well, because I mean, I'm a good friend, I'll watch anything with you in it. Well, I I, I don't I don't get your joke, <laughs> dude. Donald Faison is basically you. No, he is not. Ah, it's pretty fucking close. <laughs> that is not me at all. I own it's pretty fucking close. No, I mean you got a little more hair than he does right now, but. Uh, that, that 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 is not me. no i know it's pretty fucking close <laughs> i mean i mean i'll take will, not I'll as take good it. as will smith but it's pretty fucking close yeah not as not as good as will smith but uh, uh nah he's nah. a little more doughy than you are but he is and he has a little bit more of a fatter face than i do too this is true but it's pretty fucking close <laughs> if you squint <laughs> is that chris no Nah, nah. He ha- he 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 has fuck you, man. I'm nowhere near that. So, all right. Um, you ready to jump on into this week's episode, Doug? I'm more than ready. I, I think, and it's a little late now. It's 61 minutes in, but we should really keep a timer and see how long it takes before we actually get into Pokemon in these episodes. Oh, well... People are sitting there hitting the skip button and shit. Goddamn. <laughs> well, as of right now, we are 18 minutes in, Doug. I had to listen to a girl jump off the Hollywood sign last week for half an hour. What the fuck? <laughs> They're like, ooh, they took a dark turn last week. <laughs> I don't know if I want to listen to this show. This show made me feel sad before I felt happy listening to some Pokemon. <laughs> We're going to get all them negative reviews. So, all right, everybody. Are, do you have the episode loaded up, bro? 
I do, I do. I didn't, but I do. All right. So we start this week by our heroes returning from Cinnabar Island to Viridian City. Yeah, and we get we get the standard recap that we usually get. We didn't get we don't get the video recap that we got the last couple weeks because it's not a two parter, but Yes. And we're sitting at a fountain and Matt, uh, Misty's horsey is kind of feeling down in the dumps. Yes. And with Misty's horsey feeling down in the dumps, they're trying they're they're sitting here basically they're like, "Well, maybe it needs some exercise." And then Brock is like, uh, once in a while, you should make sure it gets uh, it gets to swim around because it is a water Pokemon and something bigger than this little dinky water fountain. So, which is kind of bullshit because it's not like Brock's out there walking its Bullpix every week. Uh, true, but his bull his Bullpix is also not sitting here sad as shit. You don't know how often <laughs> Anytime we need fire that when Charizard doesn't want to act right. Yeah. <laughs> so um they're they're talking about how um they wish that there was some type of big um like aquarium or somewhere that they could take um little horsey and Misty has the bright idea to go back home to her gym. Because, of course, she is a gym leader. And Ash is like, you're right. We can go to, to the Cerulean City gym. It's not too far from here. And they start on their way over there, Doug. Yes, because, you know, it's only Ash's last badge. We can take our time. Who the f- You know, who the fuck wants to get the eighth badge so we can go, you know. <laughs> the- oh, if you're if you're grumpy now, just, just wait until we're like two more seasons in when it takes Ash like... 15 episodes to get his first badge <laughs> and then another 20 after that to get his second one. <laughs> shit. So, <laughs> so yes, we, this is a filler episode, if anything, everybody. And we have two episodes until we do have a gym battle for his eighth gym badge. But, um, horsey seems a little bit confused. And then um, the narrator, for some odd reason, after they decide to go to Cerulean City, um, say um, comes back. Um, we have the narrator coming back and briefing us um, what we just heard in the cartoon, that our heroes are about to take a brief detour to Cerulean City, Doug. Yeah, I don't know why we needed this. I mean... The three of them basically just hashed it out on their, by themselves. Yes. I, don't, I, I didn't think that there needed to be anything hammered home. No, there didn't, but they, need, they, they, had dead, they had silence. They had just nothing going on, and they didn't want to turn the screen without having any type of noise, Doug. But, you, could have, you could have been in the background of Misty's phone call because you basically you caught the end of it anyway. Ex- exactly. Misty is at a telephone. Um, and this telephone is wireless, by the way. So this is a wireless little phone. I, I wouldn't have had a wireless 
um, telephone like the what 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 were these called um, back in the day, Doug? These type uh, of th- these type of phones. It's a pay phone. Yeah, there you go. I forgot. All right, so uh, Christ, you're not that old. <laughs> my mind's not here right now. Too full of Neptune facts. I know, uh, but this pay phone is a wireless phone and Misty is talking to her sisters. They're like, Oh, how are you? And we're, we're going to come visit. Are, 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 are you excited for us to come back? And you don't hear her sisters at all. And then this is when we get the whole title sequence, the Misty mermaid. Right. All right. Why, why isn't my video playing? Come on, there we go. Yeah, All there, right. was a long, there was a long pause on mine for some reason. Same with me. So we jumped from that. So they were on their way to Viridian City and were now taking a detour back to the Cerulean Gym, which has a very big dugon on the top of the gym. And it looks like a big old circus. Right. And right when you walk up to the gym... You're confronted with a billboard advertising what looks to be an underwater ballet. Yes. And it has, it looks like it has a mermaid on it. It has a prince. Yes. A dugon. There's a horsey. And um, so... Brock immediately is smitten over the mermaid girl. He's like, over oh, a goddamn drawing. Yes, it's a drawing. Jesus he, he he got all horned up real quick. He's like, she's pretty. What does he say? He says something dumb. <laughs> that, what that, he say? Th- that's what he says. He says she's beautiful. No, he says something real stupid because he gets his <laughs> dumb look. <laughs> So, oh, he does. Oh, he does. It's later. He says something real stupid. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I believe he says that she's beautiful. There it is. There it is. He says, "I would swim the deepest sea <laughs> if I could meet a mermaid like her." And unbeknownst to him, he's standing right next to her. But uh, kind fucked of for- it's fucked up. And I'll tell you why it's fucked up. <laughs> why I'll is it you, fucked I'll up? Tell you, no, I'll tell you why when we find out why 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 it's fucked up. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. In a couple minutes, I'll tell you. All right. So after that, they go running into the Cerulean City gym. And Missy's like, everybody, I'm home. And this is when we're greeted by the three sisters. And Misty is greeted like a hero, and yes. they're wondering where she is, and they're a little confused as to why she didn't come right come immediately when she called. But they're glad that she's here and How saying much hi time to everybody. Has and passed since they talked on the phone. I don't know because we don't really find out exactly how far it is between um, Viridian and Cerulean City. Yes, I mean we. We were just under the impression that it's close. So, so it's not like two days later or something. I know, for real. But, um, so one of her sisters was like, we thought you were going to come straight after you called us, but she still made it here just in time, didn't she, Daisy? 
And then everyone in the back is like, hi, everybody. Remember me? And Ash is all smitten because the last time he saw these girls, he was handed a gym badge just for helping them in the gym. I mean, he saved the gym-ish. What'd you say? He saved the gym-ish. Ish. I mean, the gym still blew up. Well, but he got the the Pokemon out. So... Um, Brock is still over here. Yeah, just... why, okay, and and that's a fair point. Why isn't that referenced? Oh boy, the last time we saw this place, <laughs> this place was all blown up. So I mean, hey, well, we get that in a in a few episodes. Um, when they when they get back to Viridian City, well, shit. Be- because remember the the Pokemon Center over there blew up and freaking. Ash was like, oh, the, the Pokemon Center is back up and running. <laughs> yeah, because Nurse Joy had to call in that insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so it's at this point that the sisters are not telling Misty what they meant by where have you been or any of that. They walk over to Ash and Brock and Pikachu and... Um, they're like, oh, how have you been? And Missy's just standing in the back like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, and then she's like, oh, I almost forgot. I got to go put Horsey in our big pool. So we switch over to a scene where she's at the big swimming pool and she puts Horsey in the swimming pool. And Missy's like, okay, now go enjoy this big pool, okay? And Horsey's got a smile on his face and it's just swimming and it's just happy and but this is it me i mean okay so horsey um agreed to come along with misty right on her journey they had no choice well no that's true that's true horsey horsey chose to come over with Misty. i mean i get horsey may um sometimes reminisce about being a wild pokemon and being out out there and being able to be in open sea and everything they're not going to stop at every big lake just to get Horsey to come out and swim for a little bit. No. And, and like I said a minute ago, it's not like Brock is constantly walking, walking Vulpix. <laughs> so, all right. So, Doug, I'm going to have you take this next part on... Um, the sisters saying that they do not have all day when they walk up to Misty putting Horsey in the in the pool. So Misty is immediately confused, and and she's like, "Oh right, the show." Um, you know, is there anything else that I can help with, or is there anything I can help with? And um, you know, she's like, "Oh, costumes or whatever." And then Brock's or Ash is like, well, I'd like a ticket. And, Brock, and then Brock's like, I'd like a ticket too. I really want to meet this mermaid. <laughs> and Brock's like, has the mermaid, has the famous mermaid arrived yet? We'd like to meet her. They're like, you already have. She's standing right there. And Brock and Ash are, you know, idiots. And they literally have to take their heads and turn them towards Misty. And Misty's like, who? Me? And this is why it's fucked up, right? Yes. Because what ha- what would they have done 
if she hadn't have called to to come and make a visit home? Well, what if she took an extra few days to come out there? They would have been fucked. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, they. It's it's not like they were calling her or trying to get a hold of her. <laughs> well, they she don't have a cell phone. She had to call on a on a wireless payphone. Well. <laughs> So, and they they said that this place or this play is called The Magical Mermaid. And you, Misty, you are the star. And Misty's like, ah. And she's like, you must be crazy. I'm no ballerina. And they're like begging her. Because apparently sales have gone down in Cerulean City. And they give her the sob story that... Um, less and less people are coming to the show, but we figured if you're here and you come in and you help us with a brand new show, brand new choreography, brand new everything and brand new Pokemon, that more and more people would want to come out here and come and see this show. And it will bring more revenue into the gym because let's be real. So as of right now, that that's what these Jim or that's what the gym leaders there, her sisters, that's how they get their profits now because the Pokemon League is now literally coming up and not many trainers are looking for any more badges. Most of them have all eight badges. So this is how they have to eat at night. Right, because they're so early on the tour that basically they get their traffic early, but there's not a lot of repeat business. Yes. So basically, the sisters are trying to sell Misty on this new underwater ballet, and um, she, you know, Misty doesn't want to do it. <laughs> right? She's like, "Well, that's you know, that's too bad." They're like, "You don't want to disappoint all the people," and Misty's like, "Well, tough titties," and one of the <laughs> it, sisters is like, "What about the kids?" And well, shit. Yeah, and, and they had enough nerve to say that they advertised on TV and the radio that Misty was coming back and that since announcing that Misty is coming back to the gym to be in the ballet, that every that all the tickets have completely sold out. Reminds you of something that's coming up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. So... <laughs> Good one, Doug. Good one. That, that just registered. Yeah, too yeah. many, too much Neptune facts. Yeah, that's too, the last time too... you do your homework. <laughs> My brain is fried. Gonna let you run from now on. That 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 is a reference, everybody. And by the time this episode comes out, the show would have passed. But um, me. Good old Dougie Fresh, C-Note, my wife, my son, and our friend Jared, we're all going to the United Center to watch um, AEW Rampage, which is the debut of CM Punk. Uh, well, supposedly the debut of CM Punk. And also, we have tickets a couple weeks later to go to AEW All Out. So we have two wrestling shows within three weeks. Fun people, people listening to this go, I remember Rampage. <laughs> Not that Rampage. <laughs> so uh, Misty is upset, but with this whole thing and them saying that they advertised her and that it's completely sold out. Um, Ash, Ash still wants a seat, by the way. Yeah, Ash is still sitting here. He's like, well, 
even though it's sold out, can I can I still get a seat to go see this show? And Missy's like, I'm not doing this. And the sisters are like, but the first performance is tomorrow. And Missy's like, tomorrow? I would have stood up and said, tough shit. <laughs> could have tried to get a hold of me somehow. Uh, Send a carrier Pidgeotto or something. And one of her sisters are just sitting there like, please, Misty, please. Can you please do this for us? We really need it. And Ash and Brock are like, just give it a shot, Misty. What is it going to hurt? Which is easy for them to say. They're not the ones that have to learn the choreography and shit. <laughs> In less than 24 hours. Yeah. And. Fuck them. <laughs> so the sis. Um, the sisters grab Ash and Brock's hand and they're like, you understand how important this is. You wouldn't turn your back on your hometown, would you? For the sake of the Cerulean gym. Tears in their eyes and shit. And they're just a bunch of dopey guys and they're fucking. <laughs> and Missy finally bites the bullet and says, fine, I'll do it. And this is like, we got her. We could always get our get our baby sister to do whatever we wanted to do, like like total bitches. Fucking female <laughs> manipulation, anyway. Bunch of catty bitches, anyway. Oh man, like that—that's such an asinine thing to do. I mean, because what what if at that point Misty was just like, "I'm not doing it," just because you said that, "I'm not doing it." I'll be in the audience and I'll watch you guys. Right. I would have said no. I would have said, you know what? You spending all this money on advertisement, but you can't reach out and get a hold of me somehow to give me more than a day notice. Yeah. Reach out to every single Pokemon center out there. Once we arrive there, they'll give me the message. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened before. Exactly. That's how Ash's mom got a hold of him. Yeah. So. It's at this point where we, we cut to a different scene and Togepi, cute little Togepi, is walking alongside the swimming pool that Horsey is swimming in and almost falls into the swimming pool and then catches itself and Pikachu goes over and tries tries to save it but realizes that Togepi did not fall in and is just in disbelief. Like, oh my gosh, where Misty... Come, come get your, your baby. I'm saying, like, I mean, you know, I understand she's got to do this conversation, but she could have been holding Togepi this whole time. Yeah. So poor Pikachu ends up in the drink, and then we pan up, and we're in the middle of a, of a very slapdash rehearsal. Yes. Do you want me to Missy's go? Just, yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so... They they present the script over to Misty. Misty is still not wanting to do this. And they said it's about a magical mermaid who is relaxing peacefully with her seal when two evil villains suddenly appear. And then two of the sisters have like little pirate swords and they both put them at each other's neck and they're like, ah, and Misty's like, what the hell? And <laughs> then one of the sisters goes, we tie you up and try to make you tell us where the sunken ship is. And is it, but when you won't tell us, we get really, really rough on you. 
And he asks for a stand-in. <laughs> I guess he's and scared. <laughs> gets bonked in the head. And then, you know, it's at that point, I get hit, I'm out 100%. Because I have literally been thrown into the deep end here. Yes. And now I'm and now I'm getting beat up. Fuck this. We're See, going back and we're getting Ash's last badge two episodes early. Uh, exactly. Like she she's sitting here. She doesn't want to do this. She doesn't have to do this, but her she's trying to help her sisters. So and, and her sisters have enough nerve to take the script, roll it up, and hit her on the head like if you're hitting the dog on its booty. Saying no. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I wouldn't, that'd, that'd be the final straw. I was, I was coerced into doing it because I'm a nice person, but you started hitting me and picking on me. Fuck it. <laughs> so, and she's like, she's like, and she even says, she's like, I'm doing you a favor. Stop picking on me. And I'm doing the best that I can. So they start talking about, how they fight off the villains um, to save her. And her sister's like, hi-ya, hi-ya. And the magical mermaid and the prince uh, fall totally in love and raise a whole lot of seal. <laughs> and Brock goes, I sure do love that prince. And Ash, and Ash goes, I like the seal. <laughs> And Missy's like, you would. And we go straight from that to, um, let's see. We, get, we go outside of the gym and we're introduced to Team Rocket for the episode. Yes. They, they, they see the poster for the first time for this ballerina skit. And is it me or does James look different in this episode? Or at, least, you, at, at, at least in this scene? Look how do you at his, figure? Look at his eyes. Um, and, and the first time that he comes in before Meowth jumps in. Before and, and, Meowth. So I at um at seven twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's they're like reenacting ballerina skits, and of course James is in his zone because acting like a female is his forte, Doug. Well, no. Well, yes, but he also has a line later. Um, <laughs> Not says, wanting to dress up like women. <laughs> he says he studied ballet at school. And uh, they seem to be intrigued by the idea of the show. And Meowth is, of course, thinking in terms of um, all the Pokemon, all the water type Pokemon that they can steal. Yes. And get back to the boss to get back in the good graces. Okay, so it's not just me. No. James James and Jesse look completely different in this in this opening scene. Like James looks like they cheaply drew him or they didn't have enough money to convert James over to the way that he's supposed to look. I have no idea. He looks all sorts of weird in this episode, people. We're watching the Pokemon TV episode, which is the original airing of this episode that they put on their website. And James just looks all sorts of weird. Well, you know, sometimes it happens in animation where a character just gets off model for a, a scene or two. And 
again, this isn't something that they were anticipating back in 99. That we would be able to go back and, and rewatch it like this. Rewatch yeah. it and pause and scrutinize each cell and all that hoot nanny. And Jesse is sitting there and she's like, do you think we could get tickets to go see this show? And Meowth has the bright idea. He's like, yeah. And the show could be our ticket to some Pokemon. And we go straight from that to when they fade out the scene and we're getting fireworks at the Cerulean City Gym. In the middle of the day. Yes. To welcome everybody to the circus, basically. This is a big circus. This is a big show. It's like Cirque du Soleil is in town. A brand new show. And there's a long ass line on the outside of this gym, Doug. And, you know, the sisters are seeing the line and they're and they're crying with joy because the, their master plan to coerce Misty into starring in the show and saving the gym. And it's all coming to fruition. Yes. And they're like, oh, we're so happy that we tricked Misty into doing this show. They're still on that. I, <laughs> I would have walked out the day of the show and just said, fuck you. It wouldn't have even been the day of the show. I wouldn't have even sat down for rehearsal. I would have said, no, I need more than a day. This <laughs> but, is ridiculous. But Ash, Brock, um, Togepi, and Pikachu were able to get a seat somewhere inside of this tent. So. Gosh, I would hope they'd be comped. <laughs> they know the star, for goodness sakes. And it's at this point that Misty says that she's kind of nervous, but she knows that she can do this. And then we're getting the start of the show, Doug. Yeah. Um, yeah we're pretty much launched right into it. Um, you know, Misty is uh, Misty's on a high dive, and everybody's all looking up at her, looking completely focused and absolutely gaga, and the sisters are narrating it. And you yes. get a spotlight on the Pokemon at the at the bottom of the pool, and it's just a wide array of water type Pokemon and Misty's. Dude, but got... this, this big ass water tank that they had come from the bottom of the pool and come all the way up around everybody—that's a spectacle. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a big. This is a whole big to do, and you know, Misty's her hair's down and she's wearing a mermaid outfit she dives in and she she starts doing like an underwater waltz with a seal and she's being circled by goldine and what i'm assuming is her horsey um she um she doesn't have a breathing apparatus yet which um i doug i mean doug uh my son called misty out on this he's he because when we were watching this he's like how can she breathe underwater like this well and they catch it like they catch it in like two minutes um and then the rest of them when they enter the water they have them yes but yeah she didn't have it right away and i'm like wait a minute she's going all the way and i understand it's not like it's it's maybe not that deep of a pool, but still, I mean, she's going underwater. She's going through like a cave. Like she's under there for a minute. Like, 
But she 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 does go underneath the cave and underneath inside of the cave has a part where she can come up and catch her breath for a second. And then from there, she she holds her breath again and she dives back in and she's she's sitting there smiling and her sisters are narrating how marvelous she's so wonderful. I can't believe it. And the sisters are like um, backstage that plays the pirates. They're like. Maybe I should have played the Magical Mermaid because her outfits look a lot better than ours. Don't be selfish. I know. Besides, Besides, it would look much better on me. And then we have Team Rocket come into the mix. And please tell me, why, why does James like cosplaying as a female so much? I don't get it. I think he's a team player, I think is the... You think this is Jesse's idea? I, yeah, I think so. I think she's definitely the alpha in the in the relationship, and I think he I think he's just happy to be part of the team and have some structure in his life because he was kind of a a bit of a ruffian. I mean, an upper crust ruffian, but a ruffian nonetheless because he was in that bike gang. Remember? Yes. Um, and I think yeah, I just think he doesn't want to make waves. And it's at this point. Plus, that, once you have tits, I mean, it's all. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> we'll never let them live that down. No, we won't. <laughs> After do the episode twice, we'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. So we get the assumption that Team Rocket has kidnapped um, two of Misty's sisters during this time frame. Yes, because. We, we got a brief shot of them backstage saying that we could play the villains, and that was pretty much the end of it. And then they just showed up on the spotlight on the diving board. And then they jump into the pool with the breathing apparatuses. Yes. And then they have to – they're underwater doing their motto, which is kind of impressive. And they even have a, a, a letter R drop in under them and – Jesse is holding James up, and the crowd's eating this up. They don't know that it's not part of the show, so the the crowd's cheering, and they're thrilled, and Team Rocket's eating it up because they weren't expecting the applause. But Well, Team Rocket just likes being stars. Oh, this is true. And this is when we find out that Clefairy is the who's that Pokemon this week, Doug. Which, pay no attention until next week. Yeah, exactly. Remember, everybody, for for the next few weeks, <laughs> they're they're foreshadowing next week's episode. <laughs> so we come back from our commercial break, and it, Team Rock is like, it looks like we are really the bad guys, and she's like, yeah, we're bad, and they put that in quotations, and nobody's better at stealing water Pokemon than we are, and. James like, and next time we steal men's clothes. I love that line. Yeah, so next, time, <laughs> next time we steal men's clothes. I mean, come on I'm, now. I'm, I'm tired of dressing as a female. Come on, Jesse. <laughs> and then they put on the uh, the breathing apparatus and they jump in and Ash and Brock realize that it's Team Rocket and that this is not a part of the play. So they start running off to go save Misty. And then um, Jesse's other sister, the one that's going to play the 
Prince is all in her getup, and she's ready to go out, and she's intercepted by Ash, Brock, and Pikachu, basically saying what you said about Team Rocket not being part of the show. Don't go out there. It's not safe. But here, hold Togepi. Yes. So it's at this point now that um, Misty is joined by Team Rocket inside of the water. Everybody is eating this up at this point. And Misty's like, woohoo. Or no, Jesse and James, they do their motto and they're like, oh, they love us. They love us. They're, they really love us. And Meowth is on top of the some balance beam above the, the pool. And it looks like he has a button which is going to steal the show, he says. And he clicks it and caves in the entire top of uh, of the gym again. So now, now they have a second insurance claim that they got to put into this gym, right? Um, and Team Rocket's balloon is now dropping into the gym, Doug. Yep. And then a net comes down, and conveniently catches all the Pokemon in one swoop. Yes, and it, and it it doesn't take too much any anyway. I mean, there's there's like three Godine inside of the water, which they they got first, so they got a whole bunch of Godine. Uh, Misty sees this and she's like, "Horsey, we got to go attack!" And she's like, "You stop! You can't take these Pokemon!" And she grabs a hold of the net, and Jesse is like, "I'm afraid your underwater acting career is all washed up." Get it? Ooh. Get it? <laughs> and James is like, make like a clam and scram. <laughs> Two in one, Doug. Two in one. At least one. that rhyme. At least that rhyme. So as this is going on, the crowd is loving this. So um, unbeknownst to the crowd, but the crowd thinks that all of this is really going on. And let's see. Misty's like, these Pokemon don't belong to you, and you don't belong here. And they're just tackling back and forth with this net. Again, the crowd is eating all of this up at this time. And it's at this point now that we arrive backstage to uh, Misty's sister, who's playing the prince. Who She, she makes a pretty good-looking prince, by the way. Uh, like, from, from behind, if you didn't see, see her from... Um, from the front, you would totally think that she was a boy. Doug? Just gonna, just gonna let that breathe. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you just, know, you know I just what wanna, I... I. I just want to make sure that everybody's clear that that's wrestling. Chris G <laughs> said that. Um, the hey, views hey. of wrestling, Chris G, are not necessarily the views of EP. Um. <laughs> well, like I said, she makes a good-looking prince. So here comes Ash and Brock, and Brock has Togepi in hand. And Ash is like, you can't go out there. Those villains aren't actors. And Brock hands over Togepi to Misty's sister and says, hold this for me. And Ash and Brock... 
and Pikachu go and jump into this pool and they have the breathing apparatus. So do, okay, let me ask you something, Doug. <clears throat> and I'm not totally keyed into to all of this, but maybe you are. Do, are those real things in real life? Like, are, can you buy those in, in a store and be able to breathe underwater like that? Yeah, um, they're not as, um, they're not as cumbersome as these. Like, I think at, at this point, they're probably smaller devices that you can just kind of put in your mouth and breathe. Put in your cheek or something. Because, um, I mean, these are like basically kazoos. Yeah, they are. Um, I'm sure, you know, there's like, there's devices that you can kind of like hook, like maybe you can put in your nose and or something, but yeah, I mean, these are, these are things, um, that you would use if you were like at SeaWorld or something. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was just wondering. Although I think SeaWorld's kind of been in shit for a while. <laughs> well, they're they're making a comeback these days, but that we'll we'll talk about that on a different episode. But uh, at this time, um, we go backstage again, and Misty's sister Daisy is completely confused, holding Togepi, and then her sisters bash open the locker that they were put in by Team Rocket because they're tied up and everything, and they completely fall out. And one of them, and one of them is knocked out, and the other one's just kind of sitting there going, "Well, this sucks." Part of me thinks, low key, that the reason one of them is knocked out is because the other sister took her and was bashing her head into the locker until they fell out of it. Oh, that's that's fair. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> like it's either you or me, <laughs> and she won. Um, so we go, we go outside. Um, not outside. We go back into the swimming pool with Misty and Team Rocket, and they're still wrestling with the Goldeen. These are some big Goldeen, by the way. Huge. Because these are not Sea Kings yet, but these Goldeens are, are very big and they're very fat. They're, um, they're performance Goldeen. Yes. So, it's at this point that um, Team Rocket sees Ash and Brock and Pikachu um, coming up from behind them, so Jesse sends out Arbok, and my son was so confused. He's like, "Wait a minute, they're in water." How yeah, I had a second. I was like, "Wait, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be a thing." But snakes can swim. Yes, I, but I, it's not explained. <laughs> You're right, but um, I, I. I, I suspended my belief because I, I was watching um what was that show called Naked and Afraid last night. I bet you were. Uh, shut up! I like that show. I uh, bet you do. <laughs> shut up! Not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was watching it last night, and they they were in an Amazon that had um some snakes in the water, and the these snakes by all means were just swimming and they were swimming faster than I can probably run. Like these snakes were swimming fast. So here comes Arbok and Arbok is going in and it tries to tackle um, Pikachu, Ash and Brock. And this is when Misty sends her, her horsey in and says, attack. 
Like, what the hell is attack going to do? Just, you know, just get him. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's Horsey versus Arbok, and Misty sends Horsey over for a bubble attack. So Horsey does bubble attack, and it's no no match because Arbok can see the bubbles coming from a mile away because they're in water, everybody, and it just swats it away. Just swats it away and then goes for a a tail whip to completely knock out Horsey. Horsey has enough presence of mind to use um, smog. smog, and then out of the smog comes uh, Sea King with a drill? Yeah, horn drill attack. Horn drill. And is pestering um, Arbok. So James has the bright idea to throw out Weezing, and what happens is supposed to happen, and Weezing immediately comes to the surface KO'd. Yes, because Weezing can't breathe. And so there you go. Weezing is knocked out. We we did jump over the fact that um, after um, Horsey did its um, smog attack inside of the water, um, comes running back over to Misty, Horsey is still feeling sick or something's still wrong with Horsey. So we're still playing that part up in in this Pokemon episode. And then right above the water, we get the three sisters come out and they're right behind Meowth, who is gracefully watching this act. So uh, Meowth is watching this entire thing, just enjoying the mess out of it. And... One of the sisters throws out Misty's Psyduck, and her words of wisdom are, only water Pokemon can battle in the water. And then Psyduck goes down about halfway, and then, I don't know, has a realization that, oh, I'm underwater. I, sh- I don't want to be underwater. Yeah, her Psyduck can't swim and apparently can't breathe underwater, so it, it forgets that it's a water Pokemon. And... <laughs> Misty's sister goes, her Psyduck is embarrassing. (laughs) I'm sure Togepi, with its metronome, which we haven't seen yet, could have done a better job than this Psyduck. So then Ash comes out with Squirtle, and we get like a a headbutt, and then Starmie comes out, and it's basically three-on-one against Arbok. <laughs> Arbok is just getting owned. They got skull bashed. They got tackled. It's getting horn drilled by Sea King. And James like, uh oh, we're in trouble. And Jesse's like, Arbok, poison sting attack now. And then Arbok just goes into complete beast mode and starts chasing after the three of them and gets them cornered. Yes. To the point where it's like, oh shit, something's about to go down. And then a, a daggum seal, um, the seal, I suppose, Yes. Uh, jumps in front of him and is kind of like, you know, ain't getting through this shit. And Jesse and James start laughing because it's a little, Baby it's a little seal. seal at the end of the day. And <laughs> just um, like finish it off. And the seal is like using its agility and like, twirling all over Arbok and just hitting it here and there and everywhere. And um, Meowth's up on top going, don't tell me you're going to let that little 
pipsqueak push you around. And let let me add something real quick. This seal was completely headbutting this Arbok and not phasing Arbok at all. Did you notice that? No, I mean it. It was definitely doing the maneuver, but it wasn't bothering Arbok other than you know, knock it off, get out of me, quit doing that, fucking you know, get out of here, like a little, like you would mess around with a gnat. Yeah, and. You know, clearly this was building up some kind of energy for the seal because Misty has enough presence of mind to call out for the Aurora Beam. And which, which knocks out Arbok. Completely knocks it out. And then <clears throat> they're sitting there, and then all of a sudden the seal starts to kind of spin around and. It starts to evolve, and everybody is always shocked by an evolution. Well, they they were like, "What is, what is Seal doing?" Because they thought he was about to do a new attack, and then Meowth is like, "Could it be evolving?" And then it evolves into a fucking dugong. Evolves into a dugong, and basically, if they were getting bossed around by this Seal, they're screwed now because dugong is. You know, capable. I have a problem with this next part. Ash brought out his Pokédex yes. underwater. Should have been completely waterlogged. <laughs> Should have been completely fucked. I mean, look, granted, you and I can go into a pool and sit at the bottom of the pool and bring out our phones, and we should be fine. Yes, but this was 1998. Right. <laughs> So he pulls out the uh, he pulls out Dexter, which should not be waterproof, but I guess it is. And it says um, Dugon, the evolved form of seal. This water ice Pokemon can easily resist extreme cold. And then that's all that Dexter gives out. And Jesse's like, get that seal or doodad or whatever it is now. <laughs> I, li I, li I like doodad. I did like <laughs> I got a chuckle out of doodad, if I'm being honest. But how, how did... Uh, freaking Arbok was just knocked out by Aurora being. But it, it woke back up underwater and is able to start fighting again? Well, for a second, and then it gets smacked with the tail, and then, then it's basically over again. Because then Dugon uses Ice Beam... And freezes them, and then Pikachu. Well, they they get the they get the Goldeens in a net. Yes. They they bring them safely onto a rock, which doesn't make any sense. But hey ho, um, <laughs> they could breathe out of water for a few. Let's just ima I, I imagine suppose, that. I suppose. And then, um. Well, they had Pikachu, to get them out of the water because if they kept them in the water, Pikachu would have fried them. Would have had fried Goldeen. Yeah, yes. that's fair. So then Pikachu, um, standing on the rock, does a thunder attack all around the water, basically shattering the iceberg that had the or that had Team Rocket in them. Uh, Team Rocket gets blasted up. Um, to the surface. And then Dugon just whips it with its tail. 
turns around, basically hits a home run with its tail, knocks knocks the pile of them into the balloon, which also, lest we forget, had Meowth in it, and knocks the balloon, and Team Rocket goes blasting off again. Yes. And, and the crowd is just going cheering. completely bonkers. How did they not know that this was not a part of the show? Like, they broke the ceiling of the yes. gym. Yes. Like they, they should have been evacuated. Yes. But um, the sisters are telling everybody, that was the show, everybody. Come back to, to, to the Cerulean gym real soon. And this... And we're we're basically being told that um, this is what revived the gym. So how are they going to pull this off later on? We don't know. Yeah, because that's my and that would have been my question because this, one of the sisters says, "Oh, we're totally booked up for the next six months." Right, but you're not going to put a hole in the roof every show for six months. Well, maybe they maybe they reenact what just happened. They have a breakaway panel. <laughs> so. Um, they start talking backstage about how they're not going to have enough Pokemon to do this show that they have booked up for the next six months now. So they ask Misty if they can borrow um, one of hers. And it's at this point Brock um, holds his chin and he's like, well, Horsey has been kind of sad on the journey with us. Why don't you leave Horsey with your sisters and missy's like all right take good care of it bullshit why why are these three so reticent to just leave pokemon <laughs> well then we we should do a whole episode of how bad of a trainer um some of these trainers are and certain promises that are never um basically brought back up because we, we have some stuff that's coming up real soon, Doug, where we don't ever see some of these Pokemon anymore. Right. Like, like on a future episode, Ash never comes back for his Pidgeotto, even though he says, when I come back in the town, I'm going to come and get you, Pidgeotto. And he never comes back. He's been back in town like six or seven times and has not once gone back to get, get his Pidgeotto. Fucking deadbeat. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, and then one of the sisters tries to take Togepi as well, even though Togepi can't be a part of the show. And Misty's like, uh, no, you're not taking my Togepi, but you can keep this if you want. And she puts Psyduck in the front. And they're, both of her sisters are like, we're not that desperate. And, and then Psy they're like, oh, Pikachu's cute. And Ash is like, don't even fucking start. <laughs> her sisters are just being greedy. But it's at this point that... Um, their sisters are like, all right, go hurry up and, and become a Pokemon master so you can come back, blah, blah, blah. And the narrator um, sees everybody off and it's now Ash's turn to go and get his Earth badge, everybody. So now he is back on his journey to Viridian City. And we end the episode with Misty's still going, Ash, you still owe me a bike. And that is it. Yep. Um, I was kind of disappointed we didn't get a, a little tag on with um, Team Rocket like we've gotten before, but this was fine. Um, a filler again. A complete filler episode. Yes. Fucking two out of five, if I'm being generous. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go 
I'm going to go about one and a half to two stars as well. This was not one of the better episodes. Um, I mean, it was nice seeing Misty in a mermaid outfit, like out of her regular getup. I do always get a kick out of seeing Ash in his black shirt um, when he's not in his whole um, got to catch all these Pokemon getup. And Brock not in his regular attire as well. But outside of that, um, there there wasn't much in this episode. Um, if you missed this episode on a random day that it came out, um, you didn't miss anything. So not at all. No. So all right, Doug. Well, it's the end of the show. And you know what that means. I'm gonna start turning into JR. Yeah, I'm getting deja vu. <laughs> it's the end of the show, Doug, and you know what that means. I've tried this before. It hasn't worked, so I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to... You're going to roll with the punch. Um, it is pack opening time, everybody. And I have another Chilling Rain booster pack sitting right here. And we're hoping for a pull. This one's a little heavier. I, I purposely chose this one because this one seems to be just a slight bit heavier than some of my other packs. So we're looking for a great pull this week, everybody. A great pull. Things you can say about a pack of cards that you can't say about your wife. I chose this one because it's a little heavier. <laughs> Hey, some people like that, man. I mean, there, hey, there's, nothing, saying, there's nothing wrong with that. It's 2021, man. Yeah, but you say that to the wrong girl, you get smacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and open up this pack. Okay. All right. Going to take this code and going to put it down. Take the top four cards, put them at the bottom. And... All right, Doug, I'm going to ask you, and this is going to start being a little game that we're going to do on here. Why do we take the top four cards and put them on the bottom? Is, is that because they're the good cards and the rest are... No, so so um, when you take the top four cards and you put them at the bottom, the last card that you are going to see when you're going through the cards should be the rarest one out of the whole bunch. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. So that's the way to shuffle your cards when you get... Um, um brand new um pokemon packs everybody gotcha. at, at least for this this chilling rain pack i know there's a few different tricks for different other packs but for the chilling rain you take the top four cards so um here's a game i'm going to play with you doug and we're going to start playing this game weekly because I'm, I'm i think it'll be pretty nice so the first card is always going to be an energy card doug mm -hmm. what energy Am I going to am I going to look at first? Uh, I'm going to go on the left field and I'm going to say a fire energy. A fire energy. All right. And the bottom is a psychic energy. Ah, sure. All, right. All right. So we have a psychic energy. We have a lucky energy. Uh, we have a Galarian chest plate, which is a trainer card. We have a flappy. A Sphil, a Hatena, a Rock Ruff, a Shuppet, a Snowy Form Cast Form. All right. 
and I have a reverse hollow Steeny. And whoa, everybody! We have a shiny Ice Rider Calyrex V card, everybody. Our first great pull in about three weeks of doing this. This is awesome. This is going away. I do not want to even put my fingerprints anywhere near this card anymore. I got a shiny Ice Rider Calyrex, everybody. Woohoo! Yes, Doug. Yes. That almost sounds rehearsed. <laughs> I mean, because, like, I've heard you get hyped. <laughs> it's not. I, don't know. <laughs> I promise you it's not. <laughs> but no, yes, I got a shiny ice rider Cali Rex, everybody. Um, um follow us at every Pokemon podcast on Instagram if you want to take a look at these um Pokemon cards. Make sure you do that. Make sure you follow us at Poke Breakdown on Twitter. And if you want to um if you want to help us out and follow us on Patreon and you want to listen to all of our episodes ad-free, everybody, um, you can go ahead and go to patreon.com slash everypokemon. So we have both the Shadow and the Ice Rider. So, all right. I'm happy to. Well, there you go. I, I'm very happy right now. But see, you also didn't say, oh, I'm looking for it in this pet. You see, you didn't say that. You... I, I did not say it. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're on to something, Doug. Maybe, maybe you're on to something. <laughs> maybe. Okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see when it comes to next week's pack if I don't say what I'm looking for. Uh, if we get what we want. Because I'm still on the look for that golden Snorlax as of right now. So we will see what we end up getting on next week's pack. Um, that is the, I believe that's the rarest one, but I don't think that I'm going to get it. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. Well, I, I don't, like, if, if, if my son was the one opening these packs, he, he would probably get it. Because for some God-given reason, my son opening Pokemon packs, he has the, like, best luck in the world when it comes to this stuff. When it, for me, I, I have shit luck. Outside you of just this, that fellow. yeah, but you're 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 kind of chopping it up to that. It's because I didn't say anything beforehand. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, like I say, I watch people open packs in mutt all the time, and they're talking about pack luck, and they're talking about doing them blindfolded, and they're talking about opening them back to front, and they're, you know, it's all tricks, man. All right, all right. Well. We will see, Doug. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add to this week's episode, Doug? Don't believe so. I think we should just go out on a high. <laughs> All right. So, well, if we're going to go out on a high, I don't even think you need your goodbye, Doug, this week. Well, no, let's not go crazy. <laughs> Say goodbye, Doug. Goodbye, Doug. <laughs> and this is Wrestling Chris G telling all of you, don't miss next week's episode because it has my favorite Pokemon in it, everybody. Clefairy. In the Clefairy Tales. Have a good night, everybody.